I'm in a series called More. Will you say that with me? How many of you know that God has more for you? I uh, got this title, It's More Than a Good Book. That's not original. Uh, Mark Estes is doing a series right now called, the series is called, It's More Than a Good Book. And uh, I use that series as a sermon title. It's because we're in a series called More. You better get used to that term, it's more than a good book. You know, I read sermons, I use, we learn, how many of you know that we're ongoing learning? I learn from people, sermons, and YouTube, and all kinds of places, constantly learning, because I want to feed the sheep, and, and God wants to speak to you today. Can, can, can somebody say more? He has more for you today. And I thank those who share sermons with me like Mark. My, he's like my big brother. You know that? How many of you remember Mark? He's truly like my big brother, and I love that cat. So if he hears that or sees that on live today, he'll know that uh, maybe he's, he won't be mad at me. I know he won't be mad at me. You ready? Father, we thank you for this word. I ask that you would speak to us right now. Holy Spirit, your word. I'm so excited to preach this this morning. It's more than a good book. Father, you want to speak to every one of us in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way. And everyone said. How many know it's God's will for you to thrive in life? Come on, somebody say thrive. He wants you to thrive in life in, any, in every arena. He wants you to thrive in your relationship with him. He wants you to thrive in your family. He wants you to thrive in your business. He wants you to thrive in life. That definition of thrive, it means to grow vigorously, to be blessed and to have more than enough, to have zeal and passion and energy, to live each day to its fullness. God wants you to thrive in life. Will you believe that with me today? Will you believe it for your marriage and for your individual life and for your future that God, it doesn't matter how old you are, God wants you to thrive. Amen? If you're going to thrive, I want to let you know that you got to get something in you. You need to get something through you. You need to get something speaking to you. You need to come under it and it needs to lead you. And what is that? God's word. Come on, it's more than a good book. Can you say that with me today? It's more than a good, oh, go with me, church, 909, go with me. It's more than a good book. Can you get used to saying that this morning? Let's try it one more time. It's more than a good book. Evangelist Robert L. Sumner writes about a man in his book, The Wonders of the Word of God. A man in Kansas City was badly Injured, severely injured in an explosion. The victim's face was badly disfigured, and he lost his eyesight as well as both of his hands. He had just uh, become a new Christian. And one of the greatest disappointments was that he could no longer read the Bible. Then he heard about a lady in England who read Braille with her lips. Just do this right here. Just do this right here with your lips. Do, do this right here. Go ahead. Do this with your lips. Going to read it. You got good eyes right here. He, She's going to read it with her lips right here. She's going to read it with her lips. <laughs> Hoping to do the same, he sent for some of the books uh, of the Bible in Braille. Much to his dismay, however, he discovered that the nerve endings in his lips had been destroyed by the explosion. One day, as he brought one of the Braille pages up to his lips, his tongue 
happened to touch a few of the raised characters, and he could fill them. Like a flash, he thought, I can read the Bible using my tongue. It's no joke. And you got good eyes, and you got good hands. Come on, you got good eyes. Come on, most of you got good eyes. Maybe not everybody. Most of you got good eyes. Come on, most of you got good hands. Maybe not everybody. Most of you, you feeling me this morning? With his tongue, at the time Robert Sumner wrote his book, the man had read through the entire Bible four times. Conviction, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, conviction on every one of us. Amen. Holy Spirit, convict our hearts right now when it comes to your word. Amen. The brother, read. he's read the Bible at least four times cover to cover with his tongue. The Bible is God's word. I know that. Then why don't you read it? Well, J.L., you're judging me right now. No, I'm not. If you're reading it, I'm not talking to you. You know, I'm only preaching to who I'm preaching to. If you ain't reading it, then come on. I'm speaking the truth in love. It's God's Word. How many of you know it's the best-selling book of all time? How many of you know that it's the most powerful living book of all time? Come on. It's more than a good book, somebody. Come on, go with me, 909. It's more than a good book. Many today have realized or they, they haven't realized or, or they absolutely forgotten that the word of God is powerful. This is one of the scary statistics I've read in a while. Check this out. Most households have two to four Bibles, but they rarely read them. Recent. Statistics show that only 11% of Christians in America read their Bible at least one time a week. 11, two to four Bibles in a house, and 11% of Christians are reading the Bible. I think that cannot happen in heart of the city church. Come on, you can't. No, no, no. That's got it. We got to add a zero to the 11 to make it 110% is reading the Bible, not just once a week, but somebody say every day. You know why? Because it's more than a good book. It's more than a good book. I had a gentleman walk up to me last night, an older gentleman, and he says, man, you know, I was inspired tonight a little bit, and I think after this, you know, however he put it, he already memorized 16 books of the Bible. And he said, after today, I think I know what the Lord is spirit. Maybe the maybe the the, the 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 sermon inspired him. I don't know. I just say Holy Spirit inspired. He says, you know what? I, I've decided I'm going to memorize a book of the Bible every month. Wow. 
He already memorized Psalms, already memorized Genesis. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It's more than a good book. Another dad walked up to me and said, yeah, my son and I are memorizing scriptures, and my son's memorized, I think, about 100 scriptures or so. Come on, somebody. It's more than a good book. 909 is more than a good book. J.O., I'm a new believer. How often should I read the Bible? Every day. Every day. J.O., I've been saved 60 years, and I've read it from cover to cover many times. How, how often should I read the Bible? Every day. Every, it's alive. You don't know what he's going to speak to you in the next verse. He spoke something last year and something yesterday. He's got new manna for you today. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Come on. It's more than a good book. Somebody say every day. Dick, Brother Dick Iverson, quote, wrote it in one of my Bibles years ago. Either sin will keep you from this book or this book will keep you from sin. Oh, that's so good. I just need to say it again. Either sin will keep you from this book or this book will keep you from sin. Somebody say every day. Blessed is a man who's not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, or seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, <laughs> smile with me, his delight, come on, his delight, his delight in the morning, his delight in the evening, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he doth meditate day and night. Can somebody say it's more than a good book? Are you guys with me this morning? It's more than a good book. To thrive, you got to read the live. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. I don't know anything else that can do that. And as the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart, the message says this. God means what he says. What he says goes. His word is powerful. His, his, his powerful word is as sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. It's more than a good book. How many of you know this word right here will transform you? It will metamorphose you. It will transform you. Why? Because it's more than just to inform you. It will inform you, but it will come and form you. It won't just inform you. You read it. You get instructions. You get knowledge. It will form you. It won't just inform you, though it will download inside of you and inform you. But I'm going to tell you right now, because of what it is, it's God's word. It's living. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It will come and form you. It will form your heart. It will form your thoughts. It will form your conscience. It will form your emotions. If you've been jacked up, come on, let the word of God get inside of you and let it form you today. Form me into what, J.O.? To be more like Jesus. Did you know that's your goal for the rest of your life? What is my goal, J.O.? Your goal is to become more like Jesus every day. Well, I think you ought to get his word inside of you. 
it will form you. Will you say that with me? Form you. How many of you got a little room, a little more room for God to form you a little bit? How many of you have arrived? Don't see too many hands right now. How many of you want to get formed by the Holy Spirit and, and by his word? Come on. It's more than a good book. This book is not a self-help book. This book is a absolutely world-changing book. You get this book in the right hands in the village, it'll turn a village upside down. You get this book in leaders of a city, come on, in a nation, it will change the world. It will change a nation. It'll change your family. It'll change you. It'll change a village. It will change you. It doesn't matter because it's more than a good book. It's the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Psalms 19, 7 through 10, just beautiful, beautiful. Listen to this. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Can you say with me, perfect? The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Will you say sure? Think about what you're reading. It's perfect. It's sure. Come on. The statues of the Lord are right. I'm all fogged up. Can somebody throw me a rag right there? I get excited. I think I'm fogged. Either my eyes fogged up or my glasses fogged up. I start spitting and I start. Thank you, sweetie. I'll get it right. His head. I start spitting, start sweating. I don't even know what it is right there. You know what I'm saying? The statues of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. Somebody say right. Listen to this about this word today. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Come on, somebody say pure. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Somebody say true. Look, more, more. (laughs) I can kind of tell when people are guests. They're like, that dude is jacked up crazy, man. I don't know that for sure. That's just kind of the feeling I get. I may be wrong. I just, I just had that thought. I'm sorry, guest. You'll get used to me like an AM radio or something right there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody say more. More to be desired. More to be desired are they than gold. Than gold. Yay. I like that. Yay. Somebody say yay. Yay. Then much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Do you know what? I can preach. It just makes me want to go read the word. I got up this morning and hit my little word of the day. You know that verse of the day? I was like, man, that thing's speaking to me today. It brought comfort to me today. That word that came even through my little Bible app, man, it was just like alive to me. Sweeter than honey. Yay, than fine gold. You know why? Because it's more than a good book. You know, I stake my entire life on this book. My whole life is staked on this book. You know why? Because it's more than a good book. All things that I know about God, all things that I know about heaven, all the things I know about the Holy Spirit, about Jesus, the gospel, eternal life, 10 commandments, grace, creation, it all comes from, it's more than a good book. Many things that I know about marriage and child raising and integrity and business and even how to treat an animal comes from the Bible. Uh, Jail, it really tells you how to treat an animal? Oh, you shouldn't ask me that because you need to read the Bible. 
It's more. Number one, it builds faith. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just weaken faith. Just, I believe in Jesus, I love it, but I'm just weak in faith. When was the last time you read the Bible? Last year? I went home last night. We, we don't eat a whole lot of bread now, me and my wife. And we get good, healthy bread when we do eat it. And I get home last night, I'm, I'm going to eat me a little bowl of soup and just one piece of bread with peanut butter on it, you know what I'm saying? Just, I, get that, I get that piece of bread out, and I look down in there. Somebody say, mole. throw that whole bag away. You know why? We hadn't been eating it for a long time. You know, you weak in faith? You need to read the word. You weak in faith? Don't let the word go moldy on you. You weak in faith? You need to go pick up your manna this morning. Give us this day our monthly bread, weekly bread. How about somebody say daily bread? If you're weak in faith, I have one prescription for you. I got one vitamin for you, vitamin B. B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I'll stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. Basic instruction before leaving earth. Basic instruction. Come on. You got to be in the Bible, man. D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody. I prayed for faith and thought that praying is good, but that ain't where faith comes from. Oh, J.O., I don't like that. I'm just telling you the word. I prayed for faith and thought that someday faith would come and strike me like a lightning. But faith did not seem to come. It doesn't mean that God can't use prayer, but he gives us instruction of how to get faith. Then one day, I read my Bible and saw Romans 10. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. I now open my Bible and study, and faith has come, has been coming to me ever since. Weak in faith? Read the Bible. How often should we read the Bible? Oh, church, come on. Every day. I was talking to Steve Parnham the other day, and he was telling me just this revelation he had got that morning out of that scripture. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Say that with me. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word. You hear it here, and then it gets here, and I want to let you know faith comes when it goes from here and here right there. What a wonderful thing. How can you read the Bible and it give you faith? Because it's more than a good book. Number two, the word of God will heal you. Jacked up emotionally, physically, mentally. Joe, 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 how you know? 
Because I've been there. I remember you being so jacked up in Eureka, California, and I just got a hold of, I hadn't been saved that long, just got a hold of this simple scripture, by his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. I wrote that so many times, by his stripes I'm healed. I quoted it so many times that all of a sudden I actually began to believe it. That, that, that sounds like, like brainwashing or something. <laughs> Absolutely, it's brainwashing. The devil been trying to brainwash you since you came out of the womb. Yes. Well, I wish I could just cut my head open and just splash around in some good Jesus water. doesn't work that way. You got to get the word of God in you. Come on, somebody. Come on. Psalms 107.20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I got a feeling right now there's somebody in here that you probably don't even know Jesus, and you're like, man, I don't even know what this guy's talking about. God wants to touch your life this morning. He wants you, you listen up. He wants to touch your life this morning. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Do you know that was Old Testament Psalms, but you know what God did? God sent his word. <laughs> Jesus, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And Jesus took some stripes on his back. Why? So that you could be healed. He sends his word and he sends his word. And I want to let you know his word heals today. Number three, it counsels us. Somebody asked me a very hard question. You know, I, I don't know how it happens. All I know is that I have a file cabinet somewhere stuck in my head, and it just begins to go, and I'm just digging for, I'm digging for scriptures. Now, what is the answer there? I don't know. Maybe it's just from reading the word for many years. I'm not positive. The grace of God, all I'm saying is that that's typically I can just, I'm just searching. I'm searching those files. I'm so, I got to get the counsel. I need the wisdom of God. I got to, I got to hear what, what are you saying, God? Uh, what, what are you saying, God? I, I need to hear from you. Listen to this story. Terry Anderson's secret. American journalist held captive in Lebanon, March 1985 through December of 1991. Did, did you hear that? By his own admission, Terry had little use for the Bible before being taken hostage in Lebanon. Guess what? You don't have to be taken hostage in Lebanon before you have a passion for the Word of God. Just saying. During the Middle East correspondence, captivity of nearly seven years, he found a new appreciation for God's Word. Since his release on December the 4th, 1991, Anderson has been praising the Bible's power. Constantly over the years of captivity, I found consolation and counsel in the, can somebody say consolation? Can, come on, go with me, church. Can you say counsel? In the Bible, I was given. I read the Bible more than 50 times, cover to cover. It was an enormous help to me. The longest held American hostage in Lebanon survived for biblically obvious reasons. Why? Because it's more than a good book. <laughs> Number four, this book right here, it produces, it preserves, and it prospers. 
One person believes me this morning. It produces two. It preserves and it prospers. It produces, it preserves, and it prospers. Psalms 100, uh, Psalms 1. That's a big difference, 1 and 100. Psalms 1, 2 and 3. But his delight, oh, jail, you just said that. Just go with me. It's still alive. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree. Come on, put your limbs out there right there. Just go. Oh, look at this tree right here. Come on. Put your, put your limbs out there. He'll be like a tree planted by, look, look, rivers of water. Look, look, that brings fruit in its seasons. Can somebody say produce? produce. Brings fruit in season. What do you produce? You produce, produce. Did you get that? You produce, you produce, produce. Fruits. Fruit. How many of you know that God wants you to be fruitful? J.O., I didn't, I didn't know that. Read the Bible. John 15. God wants you to be fruitful. Genesis. He wants you to be also fruitful and multiply. Come on. God wants you to be fruitful. Who, who's going to be fruitful? Who's in the word of God? Meditating in the word, day and night, it'll be like a tree planted by his waters, bringing forth fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither. You're gonna, your, your leaves are not even in the worst season. It's not going to be all crusty and just kind of hanging there and blowed away by the wind. Come on, your word, listen, your leaves also shall not wither. Come on, somebody say preserve. God will preserve you. And whatever he does shall prosper. <laughs> Whatever you do, who's that for? Us. Us who? Us who what? Medit not just read. Meditate. Somebody say meditate. You meditate just like that cow eating his cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meditate. The man, the woman that does that, you're going to produce, produce. You're going to be fruitful. You're going to be preserved. Come on, preserved. You're going to prosper. What amazing promises just in the word of God. Come on, can you grasp this with me today? Can we take it from 11% to 100% in heart of the city church? I'm believing not for 90%, y'all. I'm, I'm not believing for 50%. I'm believing for 100% of heart of the city church in the word every day. Come on, every day, somebody, every day. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe. That's the key. It's not just about reading and meditate on it. Why do you do that? So that you can observe it and do it. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For when, for then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have 
good success. How many of you want to be successful? I guess the rest of you want to be failures. Come on. I'm giving you the clue, the secrets of the Word of God. Let's try that again. How many of you want to be successful? Quit playing church in this place. If you want to prosper and be successful, you stay in the Word of God. Meditate on that. You know why? How can it do that, J.O.? How can it do that? It's just a good book. It's, it's not just a good book. It's not just, it's more than a good book. Number five, cleanses. Cleanses. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. You see, you get that word of God in you. His word, it's not even one of my points. This is free for, day, for today, but thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you get that word in you and you let that word lead you. First of all, it's not going to lead you into dirty places and perverted places. It's going to keep you on the skinny. Can somebody say the skinny? The narrow path that leads to life. That's where that word will lead you. It's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed. Get a hold of the word according to God's word. Ephesians 5.26. It's beautiful. That he may sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. Come on. The word of God will cleanse you. Done wrong things in the past, let that word of God cleanse you. There's forgiveness. There's healing. It's alive. The healing balm of Gilead. Come on. Just over, over your mind and over your heart. Number six, it delivers. Say that with me. It delivers. Psalms 119.11. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I think it would be a lot better if we hide the word in our heart that we don't sin against God other than going and jacking up our life and God happened to completely restore our life and turning everything around. And why jack it up in the very beginning? What will deliver you from that? I've hidden the word of God in my heart. All of a sudden, is that the, what, what voice is that right there? Man. <laughs> I've hidden the word of God in my heart. As you're doing life, all of a sudden, you know what that word will do? It will speak to you. You're making a decision and you're like, eh, not feeling totally right about this decision. Oh, Holy Spirit conviction. That word of God will keep you on the skinny. God, I'm, you know, that's a little sketchy right there. And the word of God comes. It comes. It speaks. It will lead you. It will guide you. It will keep you from sin. I've hidden the word of God in my heart that I might not sin against thee and against me and against your wife and against your husband and against your family and against the law and of course against him but it also keep you from having a jacked up messed up life is that baby preaching back at me i like that come on 
It's a sword. Can someone say a sword? How many of you grab a sword with one finger? Maybe two fingers. How many of you grab it with your whole hand? I got some for your whole hand. Harry Oldenburg passed this to a friend that passed it to me. Here we go. Here's the five finger thumb grip, four finger five, you know, four finger, one thumb grip on the sword. Here we go. Number one, hear it. Say that with me. Hear it. Number two, read it. Number three, study it. Number four, memorize it. Number five, meditate. meditate. Take a hold of that sword. You've got to remember that's your only offense, offensive weapon when you put on the four armor of God. That's what causes you to penetrate through the lines and continue to go forward. The enemy wants to shoot his swords at you, his fiery darts. You know why? You know why those fiery darts come? Because he wants to stop you. He wants to get you to like, oh, man, I've, he starts intimidating you, fearful. And all of a sudden, you know what you do? You pull out that sword. You grip it right there, and you go forward. You go forward. God wants you to move forward. Come on, somebody. Number seven, he revives us. Somebody say revive. revive. Psalms 119, 107. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your word. It reminds me of a, of a lifeguard. I was a lifeguard. I never had to resuscitate anyone. But, but if someone's drowning or they've drowned, all of a sudden you need to get the, 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 the lungs cleared and you need to revive them. What? With that air, oxygen. God, sometimes people just kind of walk around. They need reviving. Personal, not just national. God, bring revival. No, you need revival. I need revival. We need revival. And that word of God will breathe inside of your bones. Come on, somebody. And those bones will begin to quack, quake, and rattle. And all of a sudden, that living word get inside of you, and it revives us. Come on, somebody say revive. revive. How many know it strengthens you? Think about this. You know how to eat for your physical body. But what's going to live forever and ever is your spirit man. How do you feed your spirit, man? I think worship is beautiful. I think I pray in the Holy Spirit. I don't think I, I know I pray in the Holy Spirit. But also the living word, it feeds my spirit, man. Wheaties won't help your spirit, man. A big elk steak won't help your spirit, man. I don't care all the greens and veggies and, and, and oatmeal and, and vi You know what will feed your spirit, man, is the word of God. Are you feeling me today? It will absolutely strengthen you. Psalms 119, 28. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Jail, it's... That's never taken place in my life. Are you reading the word every day? Because I promise you, it works. It works if you work it. You know why? Stephen, tell him why. Let me help you out. Because it's more good, Stephen. I caught him. I'm sorry. Will you say it with me? It's more I love Stephen. I like to pick on the young guys. He's like, you picking on me, man, when 
Joey's whispering in my ear. And I, I, I know they're over there talking about the Bible and the Word right now. If you need strength today, if you need strength, you're going through something, you need strength. I want to pray for you real quick. If you need strength, would you just raise your hand? Put that hand over on your heart right now. Let us pray for you right now. Just everyone bow their head, bow their heart. I'm going to believe. Now, I got to tell you, you got to get in the word after this prayer, but I just want to pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone that raised their hand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They said they need strength. You are our strength. You are our rock. You are our fortress. Send your word. Infuse them with Holy Ghost strength today in the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. the word will bring life to you. Life. Somebody say life. life. Matthew 4.4. 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. If you want to be fully alive, not like this, eh, I can play church today and I can kind of make it through work and make it through life and go home and just like, I'm about, you know, I'm about half man and half zombie, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of have, I'm alive on this side and dead on this side. Just like, you know, if you want to be fully alive, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word, every word. When you open up that Bible, God, speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. This is your living word. And just download in me, Holy Ghost, your living word. Somebody say live. Number 10, it will also change your life. Totally change your life. Psalms 119, 41 May your unfailing love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. It will change your life. A boy from a rich family asked his dad for a new Corvette for a graduation present. <laughs> Little red Corvette. The daddy gives him a Bible. Son is mad, throws down the Bible, leaves, get angry and bitter, moves out, start partying, living wrong, lifestyle for years. It's jacked up. The dad would die. The mom would give him back the Bible as a memory. He would open for the first time and find in the middle of the Bible a paper which gave him the instructions to where to go pick up his new Corvette, totally paid for, had missed it and was robbed for years. It's more than a good book. Would you stand with me today? I would invite you to quote what's going to be on this board with me. I believe in the power of confession. Will you say that with me, confession? I believe in a bold confession. I believe God spoke everything. He took what was nothing and he spoke it into existence. Do you know that you have creation power in your tongue? That's not weird. That's Bible. You're made in his image. 
It goes out of your tongue, out of your mouth, into your ear, and down into your heart. And I want you to quote this. Would you put that up for me right there? I want you to quote this with me right now. You ready? We're going to do this on three. Now, that's going to be like one of like four that pops up. You ready? Stephen, you ready in the back? You got that side? You got this side over here, Tim? You good? You got this side? You, got, you good over here? Everybody on, on the count of three? Zach, you got this side over here? Okay, you ready? On three. Here we go. One, two, three. This book, our guiding light, it's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. It's our manna, our daily bread. It's our answer to life's problem, our comfort to our deepest wounds, our counsel in making life-changing decisions, our protector from evil and destruction. It's our strength in a time of weakness, our peace in seasons of unrest, our joy during periods of turmoil. It is the mind of God the state of man, and the way of salvation. It's the doom of sinners and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are true, and its decisions are immutable. It will make you wise. It directs you to safety and causes you to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character in its paradises restored, heaven opened, and the gates of hell disclosed. Christ is its grand subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, Guide the feet, read it slowly, memorize it frequently, and devour it prayerfully. Would you put your hands together for the living word of God today?